You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the live recording of the podcast from 54 Below, yes? This is Nalavera. We are so happy to have you here. Please follow us at Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram, uh, B-Way Pod Network on Twitter, and you can find us anywhere. Follow us, tag us in your photos, and we love you. Take it away. Fantastic. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. So welcome, everybody, uh, to the Fine Science 54 Below podcast. I'm Nella Vera, the director of marketing for the club. And we're so excited to be here doing a live show, which we've actually never done, um, here at BroadwayCon because uh, we love this event. It's a great wonderful annual event where the community comes together and it's not just us who work on shows but also we get a chance to get to know all of you which is super super exciting for us a couple of just housekeeping things grace who is our producer here she has a bag of swag which i think is in the back that she'll can distribute to you at the end of the podcast. We also have a ton of stuff we're giving away at the Broadway Podcast Network booth, so find us in the marketplace. Today, our guests are two fantastic musical theater performers who have graced the stage at 54 Below um, a few times. So let me start and introduce Amanda Jane Cooper, who is known to national audiences for having played Glinda on the tour of Wicked, And in 2017, she made her Broadway debut, uh, where she starred as the show's (laughs) 15th anniversary, Glenda. What an honor, right? And uh, also, she opened NBC's A Very Wicked Halloween uh, with One Short Day and closed it with For Good, singing with Kristen Chenoweth. Um, so what she, a uh, dream. yeah, she, she <laughs> took her final bow at the Gershwin on December 9th, 2018, and she is now one of Wicked's longest running Glendas. So yay, Amanda. Oh. Um, and then Jelani Remy, who is sitting right here with me, <laughs> is uh, currently starring as Eddie Kendricks in Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations amazing show and uh, he was last seen in the recent off-Broadway revival of Smokey Joe's Cafe if any of you guys saw him he was the jailhouse rock guy who was amazing right and he also played Simba for many years on The Lion King so welcome to both of you what is up Broadway Con 
So um, you both performed at 54 Below, Feinstein's 54 Below. Um, let me correct myself. Um, <laughs> Amanda, right. you've done your own show, and Jelani, you've been a guest there many times. So tell us what's so different and special about performing there. No, you go. No, no you okay. go. No, no what you I go. I love about Feinstein's 54 Below is that it's a safe space for us as artists just to have a great time and to just sort of put ourselves out there show behind we get to be ourselves and and really just shine and i love the environment and i love that the audience is always so responsive and just it's it's the perfect place for us to just let loose and just perform you know just to be and the ambiance and the history behind it so many yeah. great people have performed there so it's like a it's like a new york staple yeah, it's such an honor. Um, the solo show that I did was called Somewhere Over the Rainbow, as an homage to Wicked, uh, as well as um, several things that have happened on the journey of my life. And it was really special because for, for, for a long time, I um, just had the honor and privilege of performing for you know almost 2,000 people at the Gershwin. And so to come do something that was uh, uh, more intimate was really special. And then also something that was really, you know, there was no character. It was just me. It was just me sharing my life experiences and um, hopefully making people laugh. <laughs> um, it was really, really special. Um, and yeah, to have that space and uh, freedom to do that is an honor. Yeah, I've heard from other artists who say that it's, uh, it forces you to be honest with your audience because you don't have a character to hide behind. Absolutely. I would say I was like more nervous. It's terrifying. For, for 54 <laughs> below than I've, I've been in a long time because there is no, there's no costume, you know, it's just, it's just you. Uh, which I is will exciting. say the word that you said intimate is perfect because it's definitely like so wonderfully exposing to be so close and so connected. Yes. And the sound in there is so crystal clear yes. that it is just, it's like a love letter from your heart to the people. And that connection that you get there is it's different than being being on stage. It's something really coveted and special. So I, any chance I get to perform at Feinstein's 54 Below, hey. I'm going to do it. I can tell you a funny story about the sound. So my bosses are Broadway producers. Um, you know, they're legendary Broadway producers. They brought Hairspray, the producers, Young Frankenstein, you know, the last five Sondheim revivals, just all of that. And they, when they set out to design the club, they hired all of these Tony uh, Tony award-winning designers to do it. And they said to the sound designer, get us, you know, really good sound. And he brought them a bid that was very high, but of course they were comparing it to Broadway prices because they didn't know what sound equipment should cost for a restaurant or a club. And so they were like, oh, that sounds good. And of course it turned out to be very expensive equipment, but that's why the sound is so good and why you can hear every lyric in that <laughs> tiny little room because they overspent un unknowingly. They overspent uh, on the sound wow. system. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. we thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, we thank you. So uh, prior to Broadway, you both, um, started your careers on tour. Uh, Amanda, you were on Wicked, and uh, Jelani, you toured with High School Musical and The Lion King. Can you tell us how what touring <laughs> life is like and what you loved about it or didn't love about it? The thing I love the most about about touring I was is family I think on tour because you're traveling and you're living with your cast and um, it's just there's there's like a, a familial feel that is really beautiful um, so that was my absolute favorite thing I just felt like there was a really nice connectedness between the cast and um, and then also seeing the country uh, and experiencing audiences all over the country watching how the the, the audiences kind of are wherever you go and um, I thought I thought it was really exciting. Mm, I, I'll piggyback off that the family thing. 
I think that the thing I didn't like about it was that I was missing a lot of my family things. I was missing a lot of birthdays. I was missing a lot of anniversaries, graduations. So it's sort of, it's a give and take, you know, because we're away doing this wonderful gift, but you are missing out on a lot of real life things that, that um, are sometimes taken for granted. Um, but I will say, being on tour, you get to see this beautiful country because there's so much of this country that is just breathtaking and is really wonderful. Like the, the West, y'all, the West? The West is really pretty. And the Midwest. And the Midwest, exactly. Flat as can be. But, <laughs> <laughs> but again, and we're, and we're bringing art to these places that, nece that wouldn't necessarily get it. So to be able to give them a taste of, of Broadway um, for, the, for the very appreciative, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I think also tour grows you in your adaptability. Like every single time you're like, all right, I'm in this town. Let me learn where the Trader Joe's is. Okay. Let me check the pollen count. Yes. Right. <laughs> and le let me check the humidity levels here so I know how long I need to steam after the show. It makes you adaptable, which is, which is, a, which is a good thing to grow in. Yeah. And I loved, I never lived in company housing. I would always find like sublets or people to live with because I wanted to like experience, I feel like hotels are for vacations, right? Mm -hmm. So like I would always find like a home to live in or like sometimes, okay, I would like find a <laughs> vacant apartment and like furnish it, oh. like rent a center, yeah, and, and then return it all. Or I would like <laughs> do like the 30 day trials of like um, internet and stuff <laughs> and then just tell them it didn't work out. So you find your little loopholes of how to, am I sharing too much? You find your loopholes of how to- Some good tips. Some good tea, some good tea. So you find your loopholes of how to survive. I did, I did all that. I'm just like thinking about how much work that actually is. No, I, I was like, it. Airbnb well, here's click. The thing, because at the Lion King, each, each sit down was like a month or longer. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, with so you Wicked, got to we spread had out, long. So you could properly plan this stuff out. You gotta be enterprising when you're on tour, yep. My dad always said, a failure to plan is a plan to fail. <laughs> That's a good um, word, Dad. Amanda, you were one of Wicked's longest-running Glindas, uh, beginning with the tour, uh, being on tour in 2011 and then finishing out in 2018 at the Gershwin. And you uh, playing the same role for c quite a bit. Did you make adjustments over time? Um, did you notice a difference in how audiences reacted on the road versus Broadway? Oh, gosh. Well, to speak to your first point about how uh, how my Glinda sort of changed. I mean, yeah, when I first played her, I was 22 years old. I had never done eight shows a week before, and I was just out of college. And so, uh, yeah, I was on the first national for about eight months and then moved to Los Angeles to uh, do film and TV for about four years and then came back to Wicked uh, on the second national tour. So there was a, I mean, there was about a five-year gap there from my first go to my second. Um, and, oh, my gosh. I mean, full disclosure, when I was 20, too. My, I never had my heart properly broken. <laughs> and as we know, uh, you know, there, there's, there's some stuff that Glinda goes through that, um, that I just, uh, uh, couldn't wholly, uh, relate to that five years later, I was able to bring more life, uh, to. So, so that was, uh, uh, difficult, but also great for my performance. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think inevitably as an artist, as you grow as a human, inevitably, um, uh, you grow in your capacity for to have depth with whatever character you're playing, so that was really really cool. Um, and and uh, to your second question, audiences on the road versus New York. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. I feel like it's just different night to night. Um, and. I think that's what's so exciting about live theater is it's a living, breathing organism. You're creating this thing not only with your cast on stage, but also with whoever's there to see you. Um, and it's this nice give and take. Uh, yeah, so it, I think it just depends night to night. Mm -hmm. 
And you were the 15th anniversary, Glinda, which is, you know, amazing. And you played opposite Jessica Vosk, who also is an incredible performer. So how was that? I kind of think of you guys as the dream team after the original, of course. (laughs) Aw, that's so sweet. Well, I call her my bunny. Hi, Jessica, if you're listening to this. Um, Yeah, I love her so much. We actually got to play play our play our roles on the tour in 2000 I believe 16 through the beginning of 17 and then we got to uh, come back together on Broadway so that was interesting too because we were together for about six months and then a year and a half passed and then we were together again for that amount of time and so seeing how we both evolved in the roles um, and got to play off of each other was really interesting she is so supportive also I feel like I had a front row concert to like the front row seat to the best concert ever uh, when I was up on stage with her. Um, just a voice like butter, whatever, whatever. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's a real champion of uh, her castmates. And so it was an honor to, to do it with her twice. Fantastic. Um, Jelani, you debuted in Ain't Too Proud last July, taking over the role of uh, Eddie Kendricks from Jeremy Pope. How did you prepare to play a real person? Especially one that's so legendary. So legendary. So I actually got hired in the show as a standby. And uh, I got bumped up when Jeremy put in his, uh, moved on to bigger and better. We miss you, Jeremy. But he so beautifully constructed this role that I definitely pulled from what he was doing, for sure. I copied a lot of it because it's so good. (laughs) But um, I watched a lot of Eddie's interviews to really understand... You, you have to understand why someone does what they do, you know, because you hear it, but then to really understand it. And I watched a lot of his interviews, and I think he was a lot misunderstood. You know, um, his his temper sort of got get the best of him because he's a hothead. Um, but I will say that a lot of my character development came from actually getting to talk with Otis Williams because oh. he's very much alive and well and involved in the show. And he would come and take us out and tell us all these excerpts and wonderfully, beautifully, <laughs> crazy stories wow. of the actual temps. And he actually sat me down just to talk about Eddie. And I absorbed all that like a 3M sponge. And I, I <laughs> yeah, because you're getting it right from, the, from who it happened to. You know, and, and so I was all ears. Um, when it came down to the choreography, I watched a lot of the temps choreography. We're not doing that. We're doing that times 10. So nothing prepared me for that. <laughs> but Sergio does a beautiful job of finding the artistry through choreography. And doesn't matter if you are a trained dancer, if you have a passion for movement, um, you'll find your way in the show. And I have so much fun doing this show night after night that um, it's, it's a perfect recipe of, of nostalgia and this new era. Um, I will say, before you took over the role full-time, weren't you covering three roles? Oh, my gosh. I covered so many. Well, so I he had to learn three parts. No, four. I covered four, four of the oh five Oh, my God. Times. Okay. Wow. <laughs> also, I had to do all the ensemble specialty stuff. So I was always in rehearsals, always learning something, and now it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> but That's a lot of choreography to it's learn. It's a lot. And what's so, what's, the choreography is so specific on a one count or two or three or four because there's a lot of cannons, a lot of lefts or rights. You guys know what I'm talking about. They've seen the show a few times. Um, <laughs> but it's so great um, to now have that Rolodex because this show will run for a long time. And who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll, dire- I'll assist and direct it someday or, or right. something like that. But so now great. I'm loving where I'm at um, with this role because it's, it's a wonderful roller coaster. And, and especially Act 2 where he really gets into you know, the heartache of him leaving the group and, and his sort of dis- dis- dissension in the ranks. That's what it is. It's a really fun story to tell. Mm. 
Jelani, for as long as I've known you, you've done these very physical parts that require a lot of movement and dancing. Yeah. Um, you had that spectacular <laughs> choreography in Smokey Joe's. I don't know if anybody saw Smokey Joe's Cafe, but he did these backflips in the middle of Jailhouse Rock, and then somehow he still hit those big notes at the end after oh. you know all of that, which is crazy. And then, of course, Amazing. Simba has a lot of movement and now Ain't Too Proud. Um, and even when you did the Apple Boys off Broadway, there was a lot of movement and you a lot of business. You better know the resume. Get I do. There. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm like your stalker fan. Uh, so did did you have a lot of dance training? How did you well, come to this? I actually used to be a competitive cheerleader, wow. so I was always jumping around a lot. Um, I still choreograph for Gotham Cheer, and um, I, I enjoy it. I actually just went back to my high school to help them with their production of Peter Pan. So we're, I'm getting the kids moving. But yeah. uh, I always loved to just monkey around. I grew up with three other brothers, and we always pretend we were ninjas all the time. So like, <laughs> um, I, I really enjoy movement and moving my body. And I also love recreating. I would watch Michael Jackson's videos a lot and recreate that as a kid. Um, but I think that the cheer definitely got me involved with jumping mm. and moving around and, and flipping, for sure. But what I loved about Josh is Josh Bergas' choreography is that he, he choreographed around what we did. You know, so we got to just play, and it just so happened. I've never created a show before besides Smokey Joe's and the Apple Boys, but to be able to create and for her to pull from like what you can do, I think that's so special. Yeah, it's a custom for it's you. It's a custom for you, yeah. But The Lion King, I fell in love with the movement and wanted to make it my own because the Julie has Julie Taymor, mother of Lion King, <laughs> um, <laughs> she uh, found this beautiful Balinese movement that I just fell in love with and really wanted to make it my own because when you do get a role, you, you, you want to pay homage but then also paint it to be your own because we don't necessarily want carbon copies. We want to sort of put our own footprint in it. So my Simba did a couple backflips and like my Simba definitely wanted to like expand his vocabulary of the Balinese movement and that show is so dear to my heart. So it wow. seems to me that once you've been in Wicked or The Lion King, that you're always now in the family. Like mm. you, you get pulled back a lot. Um, what, what's it like to be in these mega hits? Um, you know, what's it like to be in that family now? Gosh, it's such a gift. Um, you know, when I first uh, had the opportunity to play Glinda, my very first alphabet, of which there are, oh my gosh, just the ladies who, who bring it to that role are just incredible, and I'm always in awe of them. But my first ever alphabet was Jackie Burns. Mm. Right? Amazing. Clap, oh, clap, clap, can clap, we clap, just clap, get clap. a round of applause for Jackie, Jackie Burns? Burns. Yes! <laughs> And, uh, and I had the opportunity when I made my Broadway debut, uh, she was my alphaba. So it was crazy full circle. Um, and yeah, it's just an honor to, uh, uh, yeah, get to explore something. It was an honor to get to explore something in multiple time periods of my life and with so uh, many incredible women. Um, and also just the fans. Like, I just feel like, gosh, it's just, you feel so supported. Um, on the road and then also here in New York. Um, and specifically with Wicked, I feel like, um, and, and, and so many shows, but just speaking of my own experience with Wicked, the story I think just speaks of uh, so many important themes that we all need to be reminded of and encouraged in and inspired by. And so feeling like, gosh, every time I could step on that stage and had the blessing to, it was like, uh, it was just so full of purpose. I just so believe in the message of that show. Um, and yeah, there, it's very much a family and we're very much um, uh, grateful for that. 
And I know you've gone back to the Lion King even when you've been do- in New York doing other shows too. So you I'll get always pulled go back. back to the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lion King is so dear to my heart, and it has definitely opened up so many doors for me. You know, that's why I came to New York City, and it's I've got to perform at the White House for the Obamas. I've gotten to like be on TV with the show. Yes, the Obamas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. I've also got to, I was the 20th anniversary Simba, so, and after the show, Elton John came on stage and performed with us, like, what? Or like, I came off stage one day and Heather Headley's there, and then, you know, Ooh. so it's like, the, the Rolodex is deep, and yeah. the family is wide, but um, no matter what company you go to, we're all family, which is so yeah. wonderful. Yeah. You know, I've done three companies, The Lion King, the Las Vegas production, the touring production, and Broadway, yeah. and I've loved every company, you yeah. know, and I've have, I made friends for life which is just so great to say that in this community you can make friends for life. And, and, and you know that they always have your back. And also these shows have these very devoted fan bases and you guys have devoted fans too, which is interesting because when I was starting out in the business, that wasn't the case, that you could develop a huge fan base on the road. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's, is it because of social media and technology that people can you know, find out more about you and share. You can find um, out anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like that wasn't the case 15 years ago where performers would, you know, when you did your, your 54 Below show, people were flying in to see you. And, you know, the, because you had been their first uh, Glinda. And yeah. then when you did Smokey Joe's, we had legions of people who had seen you in The Lion King who were like, oh, we have to see Jelani in, an, in a show. And we saw him at this place somewhere in the middle of the country. And I thought, gosh, that was not a thing, mm. you know, years ago. And I, I, I think it's because of technology and social media mm. and the fact that you guys are very available to your fans. Well, I can speak for Amanda that she's just super kind. <laughs> and I think that as you go across this country and spreading that kindness and that message of positivity and connecting with people, you, you get support from that. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. I think that especially in these times, it's nice to respect each other and to and to promote positivity and to be kind. Like even these two people here, they've seen the show so many times and this beautiful artist, Emma, draws dog portraits for us <gasps> and the, everyone in the cast oh. and just these little ra- and random acts of kindness that you don't forget and you connect with people. Yeah. And um, it's, that's the reason why I love this business is because it's the connection and the love and we're healers, right? So art heals, and we love to spread that. So for people to come support it, it's it's in turn, it's it's a love that we share. Yeah. Let me speak for Jelani also. He's really kind, you guys, also. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think there's something really deep about humans where we just long for connection, and the gift of the present time is that we have a way to do it, uh, unlike any time in history. Like, when I was on the road uh, with Wicked in 2011, Instagram was not even a thing yet, you guys. So crazy. Um, like they're so, like, what? Well, I know, if you can believe what? it. Um, but I just enjoy it so much. I think it's a place to share stories, encouragement, um, and yeah, just connect over a shared love of, of theater and also just humanity. So definitely, the intranet has changed everything. Right. It has, it but has. But I'm happy that it's able to amplify yes. that. The yes. goodness. The we'll goodness. forget about the, the, the craziness. Do you get it? <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, last question. So many fans look up to both of you. Who are your personal heroes? Or role models in the in the business, out of the business. Oh man, um, I think my parents are great. Your mom is 
uh, incredible. Shout out to Jackie. Oh. Yeah. She's Jackie. like a momager. She's so Anytime great. Jelani's in a show, his mom oh. brings church, her church group, and she gathers hundreds of people to so come listen, and see. Yes. Over, <laughs> over a thousand people from my hometown came to see me in the Lion King and Smokey Joes, which is wow. so yeah. wild. They She's a one-woman group oh sales agency. <laughs> hometown hero. Hometown hero. But wow, the support mom. is so great. Uh, what was the question? Uh, who your personal heroes? Oh, who we looked up to? I fell in love with Ben Vereen back in the day. Like, and a leading player is one of my dream roles for sure. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh, you'd be. Steven Schwartz, I think, is also incredible. Mm-hmm. Josh Burgas, um, <gasps> Julie Taymor, hi, hire me. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but even this new great, like Des Mackinoff has really blown me away um, with how he's always checked in on me as an artist and and giving me this wonderful yeah. opportunity and just challenges me and and giving and giving me challenges mm-hmm. so i think um i'm inspired a little bit every day even the men i work with derek baskin ephraim sykes Juwan jackson james harkness saint aubin um they're all just and even the rest of the cast everybody is so talented and, and kind but also they bring this level of artistry that i i've been in the jungle for so long that i'm like oh, y'all are doing this <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And but I'm happy to rise and inspired to rise yeah. to the occasion. Yeah, it's like it's like people around you who like help you level up. I feel exactly. that way totally about like the alphabets that I've worked with and even Glinda's who've come before me where I've you know, I've seen them in the show and I'm like, wow, just the the freedom and boldness that you can sort of find. Um, my mom for sure, Natalie. She brings these chocolate chip pumpkin muffins to my casts wherever I am. She's amazing. She's also probably seen Wicked. I don't even know how many times she's come to see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, my mom, I just really look up to her. Both my parents, so supportive. Um, I have a, a real life mentor. She's not an actor, but um, uh, she is a singer. Her name is Alice Isaac. She totally came into my life and changed my life several years ago. And she's like kind of the big sister that I never had. And then performance wise, oh my gosh, so many. But I think um, Bernadette Peters was really the one. I saw her in Annie Get Your Gun when I was uh, younger, and mm-hmm. um, she it's a great performance. Yeah, so wonderful. And of course, we cannot forget the Queen, Kristen Chenoweth. Of course not. We yes, she's inspired well, me so much. Oh we will gosh. wrap that up. Um, I will say that uh, both of you have done one of our Fine Science 54 Below shows called I Wish. You yes. did it in October, and you're appearing in it in. F- February 3rd, is February it? February 3rd. So come see it, and hopefully we can talk Jelani into doing his own show soon, since you've already done your, your we show. We need it, Smile. don't we? Let's get a round of applause for that. Um, so please check our website, 54below.com, to see all of our amazing shows coming up. Um, but I wish is great, because it's kind of like you... The dream role, you know, the parts that you may, may not have gotten to play, and you get to sing that, you know, that song from that show. Um, we're out of time, so thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you, Nella. Bye, everybody. Thank Happy you all. Broadway Con. Woo, Broadway Con. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.